catchy way to open this show other than hello, good morning. That's it's always nice to say hi, right? Yeah, it's the polite thing to do. Right. <laughs> um, good morning. It's about seven oh two here in the studio. Floyd is in his home studio. Air Naked. Are you really? I sure the hell am, and I don't care. All right. Well, whatever. You're welcome <laughs> for that visual. <laughs> um, we'll jump right into this because there, there's a lot of like tidbits and things to do today. I think I don't know if we'll do much entertainment or, or news. And, and Jeff and McGee is going to join us at 7:45. How about that? Yay! Um, we'll go back a little bit with uh, the trailer game with Jeff, and then someone else might join us later on, or I have to might slap. I might have to slap them onto the podcast. Um, later on as well. Good morning. It's the morning reboot. This is different content from what's happening on the air uh, here on this podcast. No songs, no commercials. Thanks for finding us. Thanks for listening to us. And thanks for still making us a part of your very unconventional day. Um, good morning. You can always text in. We can see your text messages, though. You know, this is not live. Now, we're live, but you're listening at a later time. 419 240 1055. What did I, I what did I want to say? unconventional you being naked me being here I forget what I wanted to go with sorry my introduction you're amazing uh and as seen on the Terman Hall show Floyd and I supposed to go hey new celeb who's this thank you yeah that that normal intro I, I gotta I gotta <laughs> come up with something no there was something else you it'll it'll, it'll hit me um speaking of that uh, it's this hey Cameron girl it's your drag sister Deja G from Ohio and you are mother hope you guys are staying safe in New York just like we're staying safe here in Ohio just remember always be you stay entertaining we need you we need that shine you stay safe out there I'll stay safe we'll stay safe Together, we will get through this. Love you, girl. Yes! <laughs> Did you like that? Yes! That's me. So, since you're now a mega, you've gone national, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll treat this like an interview. Um, so, how come they only said, was that the only thing that was on yesterday of all the content you recorded with them? Yeah, but I'm okay with it because that's okay. more content than any other drag queen in America. <laughs> Uh, and, and I get to, but you know, as I know, like we do, we work in media and we put a lot in shows and a lot of stuff gets pushed to the back burner, you yeah. know what I mean? During show. So like someone was like, that was really short. I was like, uh, when was the last time you were on national TV? Like I took a personal offense to it. I said, don't take my glory. Don't steal my thunder. But yeah, like we I'm- recorded for like 20 minutes and I was on screen for 30 seconds. And you know what? I don't care because I got to meet Tamron Hall. That is a memory that you can never take away from me. How come they only put Ohio? Did they tell you not to mention where in Ohio? I don't... So, Elijah messaged me, too. No, it... Everything I filled out, I said Toledo, Ohio, and even... I even gave him my full last name, but I understand the full... I understand the full last name. It's really long, and most people can't pronounce it. But I think they they were just doing states. I'm not too worried about it. Okay. I was just curious about that. Um, let me... Uh, should, I, should I go to... Did you... So you got 3,572 on Instagram. I'm seeing if you got more followers. No, I don't think I got more. Mm. But my likes went up. <laughs> All right. Like normally, I like I top out, but like I I am at 990 Twitter followers. 
Actually, so I'm ten close to a thousand. Nine ninety, which is all I want. Nine ninety one. Shut your mouth! I got another follower. Yep. Uh, oh, so close. We are we are both very active on Twitter. I I well for me I I'd go sheer quantity of stuff. Twitter, Instagram stories, Facebook. You're probably Twitter, Instagram, and you've gotten rid of Facebook for the most part, right? I do my updates, but I don't really banter with people anymore. So I'll say 50-50 because sometimes I slip. But I am I'm more funny on Twitter. And then I just... I guess they're all three even because now that I'm thinking about it, because if I do post something on Instagram, I do post it on Facebook too. But... Yeah. I remember now. I was thinking about you naked. Oh, Cobra Commander. <laughs> I was thinking about you naked and now I <laughs> and now you've <laughs> distracted. You're the me. first man to ever say that to me, thank you. <laughs> yes, I've been I was thinking about you naked and I remember so every morning I get in here and I I, I open up Chrome and the the first tab is, is Twitter. And at this point I just I just laugh. It it really is like the boy who trended wolf. I'm like, why the fuck is this person trending today? Uh, one. Who one, is it? One was John B. And John. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the other one was Stanley Tucci, who could very easily. We should have a bald section of the wall of beauty. And I love him so much. So I don't know if he if this was new or not. So this, this seemed like a legitimate trend. I retweeted it. Um. He, somebody said somebody got a picture of him doing some at home video and he was dressed and somebody pointed out how he is the last man in America to wear pants and a belt and- <laughs> you know what so you have to keep that normalcy I put on jeans the other day for the first time they're a little snug so that means mama has to kick up her walking gear um like they, they were snug I was like oh shike um you know what? Sometimes you have to have that sense of normalcy. Maybe he's a slack. Maybe he's a soccer dad. Maybe that's his aesthetic. Don't no. bu- don't mess with him. If you ask me to guess, who would be the last man during this to to dive over to sweatpants? It would be Stanley Tucci. He would be one of my top three guesses. So <laughs> it was it was neat to see that this morning. Back to the Tamron Hall thing. Now that I've I've remembered what I was thinking about when we were think when I was thinking about you naked. Did your mom, did you watch on the phone with your mom or anything yesterday? No. So she lives in the lower part of an apartment. So she doesn't get 24's reception. So that's what I posted on my Facebook. That's what I pretty much use my Facebook for is to just have people tag my mom. And sure. Stuff. So as I was like, people, if anyone has video, just at Donna Anderson, Facebook, it's public. Um, yeah, she got bombarded with videos, and she was like, I'm so proud of you. I was like, Mom, it's not that serious. Calm down. She's like, I know you were excited. I was like, oh, okay, Mom. Like, she went into, like, mom mode. And, of course, my sister yesterday, she was I just saw you. You did good. And I was like, new celeb. Who this? And she was like, I hate you. <laughs> I was like, uh, you need to speak to my rep now? Thank you. No one is immune to this celebrity life. I'm just kidding. But, no, um, it was fun. It was cool. And... I was the highlight of the show because the show was kind of, like, sad. <laughs> like, it was like a woman got her kids taken away, two alcoholics were on, this woman was a vegan, but now she's eating unhealthy, and it was like drag queen. I definitely was a highlight, and that's just my ego talking. Yeah, you, let me have it. You jumped off the screen, and then 
I saw your uh, your mom post something, and I forget what she posted, but it's weird to see her write Deja's name and not something else. Yeah, we have to work on her grammar a little bit. She's she, fine. She just le- she just learned to tag people. And I know she was also <laughs> your, your mom is she's like a Jaden acolyte. She's like a Jaden wannabe. So <laughs> I'm mean, she though, poor thing. I'm kind of by the time Wine with DeWine comes on. I've gotten home. I've either decided to work out or not. Or I, I've gotten like everything I, I need to get done. I've caught up on news. I've put some things aside for you know the next day's show. And by two o'clock, I can settle in or two fifteen. And then I remember wine with the wine is on. And lo and behold, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, it's your mom telling me what the wine is. And yesterday it was classes closed to, through the end of the semester. And so I told her. I was like, Mom. She's like, well, I just, I just want to share, and like, she's not the only one that does it, but she's the first one that shows up my feed, I guess. Me too. How, how the algorithm or like, I guess same last name works, or whatever. But then I was like, Mom, you don't have to update that. She goes, well, I just feel like people need to be a four. I said, look, we have a fourteen-year-old grandson and a nephew, <laughs> and I'm like, I knew school was out when they told him he has to do work at home, and my sister was like, you need to read your book, and he looked at her and was like. No, I'm on summer vacation. Like, the kids knew they weren't going back. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just love seeing the Daily Post. Donna News Now. She can be a competing grassroots news network. Like, Jaden can can uh, Jaden can give news to, to the younger people, and Donna can pass it along to, to the older people. No, we can't, because my mom shares a lot of false articles, too, so we I know, can't do I know. that. But yesterday, the, the big news of the day, at least... Locally, statewide, is is no no school for the rest of the year, which is very mm-hmm. unsurprising. I'm I'm happy to see, and we can talk about this for a minute if if you want. Um, it's really the only big news story of the day. I'm happy to see so many kids were disappointed that they weren't going back because oh yeah, and and I guess it's because and let I'm trying to figure this out. You tell me if maybe it's because they've been out of school for a month already and and they're bored out of their minds. Maybe it's because they. They miss their teachers. I don't know what it is. But oh, if, I know. if you would have told me that I was out of school for X amount of I, I didn't like school at all. And I was I was a good student. And I guess the only reason why again, maybe after six weeks or, or a month, I would have been bored and said, Yes, I, I'm disappointed to not be going back. But do you think I feel the way that I do because we saw more of our friends face to face because we played outside more than these kids do? And the only oh, way- and the only way they see their friends face to face is in is in class, or they don't even see the face to face. It's headset to headset. But I will say, I I I have a theory on why these kids are sad, and I my nephew falls into this too. Okay, they're tired of seeing their goddamn parents. <laughs> like I'd be yeah. the first one to tell you. Like I love my nephew, but he is your stereotypical teenager. He lacks motivation. He just wants to play his games. He he just wants to be by himself, which is cool. As an adult, you understand. You're just like, oh, my mom. But my sister's like, no, you're not slacking. You need to get get off that game. But, like, so it's that normal, I guess, teenager and parent struggle. But it's happening now. Keep in mind, in the summer, to get away from our parents, we literally went outside. Yeah. We, we could, we could like, my mom would be like, Floyd, clean the room. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm going to play football with Nick and Tony in the back. Those are actually real friends, and I did play football. Um, but, like, I we could escape our parent. But, like, now you can't because it's society as a whole. Now, think about when we had summer break. I don't know, I, maybe you were different than I was, but, like, 
I love summer break for the first month. Month I, two, I was like, ugh. I was a month kid. three, I was like, can I just go back to school? Like, I'm tired of, like, you, you as a teenager, you get bored. So I think they're at the point where they're just like, damn. Not only do I get like three months of my parent, but we add on these other two months. That's half a year. I have, I'm tired of cleaning my room. Like you know what I mean. Like I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's not so much that they miss their friends or their teachers, and maybe they do. But when I was home for long periods of time, my parents were always at work, so I had the run of the house and I could do as I pleased. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's trapped at home, so I could see why. Yeah, so they're that, just tired of looking point. at each other. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Um, another kind of a, I've been thinking about this lately. Uh, I don't think my gut says, and from what I've I've read, and I read so much sports stuff, I don't think there's going to be a minor league baseball season. Um, whether they're not, they're not, it's not allowed to happen, mm-hmm. or stadiums get the sense that people will be reluctant to go to them. Yeah. Um. So. Assuming that doesn't happen, and I have no inside information, I'm just taking a guess because I think they said like best case scenario is June. Um, if it gets later than that, remember minor league seasons usually end the end of August. So to take it out of the sports context, um, everybody's doing their best to help the local businesses downtown, whether they be restaurants or otherwise. Um, I can imagine them feeling a lot more pain in the in the spring and summer when. There's 70 Mud Hens baseball games, and at least half of those, because they're on the weekend, you know, you mm-hmm. got you got six, mm-hmm. seven, eight, ten thousand people or more downtown frequenting restaurants. And if that doesn't happen now, I, I realize that restaurants and businesses are doing everything they can to survive right now. But mm-hmm. man, not having that, I wonder what we can do to help that out, if anything at all. You know what we could do, and this is just me thinking, like I if it doesn't go back. If we don't get sports, the Huntington Center and like Fifth Third Field, they should do like, like Toledo Sports Con, like do exhibitions and maybe like the history of the Mud Hens at like Fifth Third Field, and then you get a pass, and then with that pass you can go to the Huntington Center. They can give you like the history of like when they were like the Toledo Go Diggers to the Toledo Storm and how they became the Mud Hens. I'm not the Mud Hens, the Walleye, like. There, there's a will, there's a way. Maybe do like a a local team festival, like how they have like brew fest, but like do it with teams and you can drink on. I don't know. If there's a will, there's a way. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there. I just don't know if there's any replacement for eight to ten thousand people, yeah. thirty to fifty times over the course of a, of spring and and summer. And to your point, because I don't, I don't I didn't have the answer. I don't have one. I'm just wondering if people, including the city, I was considering texting. Nick about this, but I know he's all wrapped up in his boyfriend now and nature or whatever. But I'm wondering if the city and nature. I wonder if anybody is looking ahead to this now. Again, I know everybody's trying to just survive now, but when Saturday, you know, the weekend after Memorial Day, or when when kids would be out of school and there's a Saturday night home game at the ballpark, or there should be, and it's superhero night, and there's usually ten thousand people because there's also you know a concert at Promenade, like. That's not going to happen, and that is the the financial lifeline for so much downtown. And I'm just curious to see how it plays out. And to your point, maybe it's going to have to be a lot of little things because we're not going to be able to get all those people together, whether we are allowed or people just don't want to. I hope we, we begin to put an eye towards that. 
Maybe like a Toledo Appreciation Weekend. We ha- we do like a little parade with our walleye and mud hen and rock the rocket from UT. As long as there's not a lot of people, I I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Here's the thing. I just I don't know either. Like yeah, I just wanted to you, put it. You, out you there think about like, these things though, like I do. I do because you know we're slowly getting a little bit nicer weather and um, we're deeper into we're now like three and a half weeks into not having major league baseball and um, you know obviously opening day was last week but it, it having lived downtown for so long and, and seen what that culture had become um, I'm wondering and we're all wondering which businesses will will make it which which individuals might go into to poverty because of this and I've and it's it's awful, but I've I've thought enough about that, or I've thought plenty about that. Now I've turned to, you know, it's time for downtown to have its its five months of of joy and entertainment and fun for people. And I don't know if that's going to happen at all. Um, I ran. Well, that was depressing. I know, I know. Well, <laughs> how about not, well less depressing stuff? Yesterday I did my errands. I went over to Monette's. I went to the Target at Spring Meadows. Nothing out of the ordinary. But for the first time, and I've only been to the, to Target and Kroger. I might go to Walmart today. I don't necessarily need to, but I do have to grab a couple of things. But I've been to many places. And yesterday was the first time I went to the paper goods aisle and, and saw nothing. There was... There was no. I try not to embellish things. There was no toilet paper. There were no paper towels. I'm telling you, all you. I, it's like I. There's. I have this one friend on Facebook. She's always like, I can't find toilet paper anywhere. I'm like, you need to push your pride aside. Hit up a Dollar General, a Family Tree, a Dollar Tree. Like honestly, quit buying your toilet paper at Walmart or Target. Bite the bullet and go to Dollar General. They have the toilet paper aplenty. But no, people bougie. They want to go to the big box store. I'm like, all right, well, why you have crusty butt? I have clean ass, so yeah. take that. I, that's, I, could, I, was, I was stunned. I figured we would have overcome this problem at that point. I, the, even the first weekend when people started to hit the stores really hard, there were limits on the stuff, but I saw a good amount. The shelves were like, a, like maybe a little, maybe 40% full when I did this Target thing a month ago or how many ever weeks into the... We, but there was nothing, nothing yesterday. Did we ever figure out why people were hoarding toilet paper? Like, I know we made our little side jokes, but like, it, this is a serious question. Why were you hoarding toilet paper? Like, we are in this a good month and a half deep, and I still have my same package of toilet paper in my Me bathroom. too. Every time, like, I, every time I read some story trying to untangle why... I, I never got a good reason other than people just needed something that they can control. And I, I think it's a lot of domino type things. A couple of people buy it. Other people see those people buying it. And then before you know it, everybody's buying it. And then it messes up the supply chain. Well, those idiots looked foolish. And it's just so it's so bizarre to me that like out of everything you wanted to hoard, the first thing you thought about was toilet paper. Right. No one. No one. Even a newborn baby with a stomach issue is not shitting as much as you need for this toilet paper at all. Yeah. Yeah, and you you should be focused on the food that will make you poop all that, right? You should be buying food in the first. You should be buying that and then be like, oh, look, I got a can of ravioli. I should probably buy toilet paper later. Like, There's like chain of commands when buying stuff. You just don't get toilet paper and then like, mom, what are we going to eat tonight for dinner? I don't know, but we have 20 pallets of toilet paper. Something to make us poop all this. <laughs> right. Um, 
Did you watch any for Too Hot to Handle? Listen, I'm ready to cuss you out. I made it through 20 minutes of that show. Ew. I was so irritated. These people were so cocky. Very attractive. But, like, cocky and just... They were a rare breed. Like, I know attractive people, but these people are just so unlikable. So it's another dating reality show where they get ultra hot people from all over the world and they have to live together and try not to fuck or jerk off, right? That's what I was going to tell you. Um, Most of them were British. Yes. Like most of them had accents or Australian accent, British accent. So definitely an overseas idea. But yeah, so like I watched it and um, they focused a lot on the black guy. I can't think of his name. He had the chest tattoos, but whatever. He was, I found him obnoxious, and there's one girl I found obnoxious, and I was like, you know what? Mm-mm. I see myself, like, kind of getting into this. I refuse to watch it. Yeah, but yeah, the premise is they can't, what did they say in the trailer? They can't physically, they can't even get to, like, a certain base with the, with the person. They we'll can't, put it that way. Yeah, they can't kiss, right? They can't kiss. They Hand-holding? They, they can handhold, but, like, they can't kiss. And, like, the one scene, the guy was, like, trying to seduce the girl. And I guess every time you do something, quote-unquote, sexual or arousing, the cash amount depletes. Yeah. And they have to wear some kind of bracelet or band that detects this? That monitors their heart rate. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 I was like, first off, this is too elaborate. Secondly... You've, I hate to say this. Uh, I'm going to get if people like, they thought like the sluttiest of the sluttiest, hottest people. Right. Like these people have no control. Like I know hot people who get hit on like every other minute and they have control. They found the literally the most promiscuous of the promiscuous. And this is going to be a train wreck if I was to continue to watch. Yeah. And it didn't take off like I thought it might. And Tiger King stuff has cooled. So everybody's going to have to find um, a new show to get on. I just think we're just tired of seeing hot people struggle. Like, I don't care. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't look like me. Like, I think we're at that point. Isolation has, a lot of us has discovered who we are as a person. So, like, I would like to see some representation. Give me a chubby black guy who, like, is kind of attractive like me. Like, I don't believe you, Jerome, and you, Clarissa, have any issue getting it in the bag. Let alone you making a show of you not being able to. Get the hell off my screen. I, speaking of rich people that we can't relate to, I, I watched the first two episodes of the Jordan thing yesterday. Oh, the what's it called? Last the Last Dance. The Last Dance. Ooh, pe- that was trending on Twitter all weekend. I yeah. didn't even have to watch the show. Like Ajante, she kept me in the loop. Um, Sarah Haggerty was tweeting about it. And I think Jordan Strack was someone from one of the news networks were, and I was just like, oh, it it seems very dramatic. How was it? You were a Jordan fan, so. Quick aside, How did you feel? Quick aside here. Um, you know there's a lot of garbage when we look out our window, right? Yes, 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 yes. Is there more? No, one of the squirrels keeps picking up all the garbage and taking it somewhere. <laughs> Craig is making his mansion. Craig's like, there's no humans? Oh, yeah. we got this. Uh, I like the Jordan thing, and I guess the episodes get more dramatic. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that I didn't suspect, because you know, I mean, for as much as I was... I had Philadelphia oozing from my entire body until the <laughs> right. time I was like, I don't know, 
30 something and then you know and even even then in my 20s i got into the tigers and the pistons mm-hmm. um when i lived in orlando it's when i liked college so i i've had other things get into my body besides just philadelphia teams all the time and it's what I, that's the stuff i talk about all the time with my dad but when i was when i was that age when i was just a young teenager i was 10 11 years old um, the 76ers stunk. The Phillies stunk. The Eagles had... Do you remember Randall Cunningham? No. He, <laughs> he was one of like the first great black quarterbacks. And he was like... He was like... You remember Michael Vick, right? I do. He was like Michael Vick. They, they, he was on Sports Illustrated cover called The Ultimate Weapon. He was great, but the Eagles were always... None of the teams were very good. And obviously, as a kid, I was gravitating towards, you know... Nike was selling everything to me. So and the Bulls games were always on. So I I became Michael Jordan was my favorite player and I did become a Bulls fan when I was a kid and I remember all of these games and I remember when my favorite 76er Charles Barkley got traded to the Bull, uh traded to the Suns and then he played his best friend Michael Jordan in the finals. I remember all that stuff. So this stuff is very fresh in my memory. So nothing was surprising or stunning. They wouldn't document document it if it wasn't really dramatic so i knew a lot of this stuff so the one thing that that uh my my eyes caught that not many people were talking about at least that i saw is it what you put on twitter the scotch oh no i didn't know that oh oh uh if you watch jordan they interview him face to face in like two separate places and Mm -hmm. in one place in his living room or something that's the size of a neighborhood He's got a drink. It's a dark liquor, and it's either whiskey or scotch. And mm-hmm. it's, you know how you drink, like, scotch, an ounce or two? Yeah, you put it in, like, a little glass, but you fill it up halfway, but there's more ice ratio than liquor. I, I drink it neat, so I'm, I, so it's straight. Uh, his large scotch glass was completely full. Um, and then there were other times where it was half full. But if you know Michael Jordan, for as much as he was, uh, he, he avoided all the partying stuff when he was a young kid. They talked about that. As he got older, he smoked cigars, loved playing golf, loved gambling. And I don't know if he was ever an addict of any of these things, but he liked the finer things in life. So mm-hmm. it, it was fitting that he had a giant glass of probably very expensive scotch sitting next to him when they were interviewing him. But I, I enjoyed it. And, you know, there's been no I, live sports to watch for a while. So that's why, yeah, why everybody was into it on Sunday night. So I have a question. Yeah. Okay, guy, chiming in about sports. So me growing up, I knew of the Chicago Bulls, and I knew they were, like, the team to beat. Like, if you were to ask anyone my age, who are the top three basketball players when you were growing up? I would say Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman. All three on the same team. I would say those three without batting an eye, without stuttering. Those were the top three for years. So I'll ask you as a fan, piecing together Twitter tweets, whatever. Were Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen like rivals or were they friends? No, they were good friends. The thing people were talking about the other night is... It's the pay difference, but they made it sound like Jordan was like evil about it. Yeah, no, not not at all. Uh, Okay, okay. The the second episode was a lot about Scottie Pippen, uh, who was overshadowed because he was playing next to the greatest player of all time. And he, he signed a deal... A couple years into his career where he got long-term financial security, but he he forewent or gave up the opportunity to make 
three or four times the money for that security. Okay. And they just so it was a better investment for him, he thought at the time, or kind of. You never know. I mean, you could rip up your knee and never play mm-hmm. and, and, and never be the same again and, and never make that money. So there was a, a, a pay discrepancy. By no okay. means was he, was he destitute. And they were they were great friends. Um I just wanted to know because like I know they a few people were talking about it and then like they were comparing his salary to Jordan's salary and then like me interpreting it. This is how text works. I just kind of drew my own conclusion like, oh, Michael Jordan's a bad person. This is not going the way I thought it was going. But I'm happy you cleared that up because I honestly didn't know. I was like, and I wasn't about to go down the rabbit hole and watch it. Keep following because what I asked about a week or so ago on Twitter, I'm fascinated to see. You see some of it in these episodes, but only small pieces. And we'll, we'll see. Like, he had to approve this documentary being released because if you watch it, like, they didn't upgrade any of this video. It's not in HD. It's grainy 1990 video. So it's, it's old footage. Um, I'd like to know how millennials view Michael Jordan's motivational tactics. And I always knew this. I had heard the stories, and there was too many stories for it to be false. He punched out a, a teammate he was he was an, a ruthless asshole um but and and maybe some of maybe maybe me thinking millennials will really dislike him is false or will be wrong because Kobe Bryant was like this maybe mm-hmm. not as as ruthless as Jordan but Kobe modeled himself after Jordan so maybe people will understand well. it but he was a he was a dick like it was iron sharpens iron kind of attitude. And, and, you know, these days we know that's not how to motivate a lot of people. Well, as an elder millennial, <laughs> that means I am very at the beginning of before that offended me era. Um, I knew of him having it. Like I said, didn't really follow, but I knew like my dad, my cousins, like you could see his aggression on games. And I, w- I, and I knew that as a kid, not knowing what, really was going on on the screen, but, like, I remember them saying, like, it. Michael Jordan always either led with asshole or ended with asshole. Like, that asshole, yeah. oh, that asshole, Jordan. Like, it was always in the house, and that's just how it was for me. But I think of Jordan, like, as this businessman and worth ethic, I, I that never crossed my mind. So I don't think, as a millennial, speaking for the elder, elder ones, that it should cross anyone's mind, because but also you gotta keep in mind these other millennials. I don't think they're into sports as much as it was on back in the day. Does that or, make sense? Or this? No, you're you're right. Um, or the the stars that they know: LeBron, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Um, mm-hmm. Nicer, more personable. Um, they give the charity, like you know what I mean. Like yeah, uh, even the, the James Hardens and probably NFL players as well. And Jordan was very reclusive and you didn't know much about him but may- maybe people being familiar with Kobe Bryant maybe Kobe Bryant just passing and all the eulogies and obituaries about him and us knowing that he was a jerk to teammates that's how he mm-hmm. motivated people you either got with the program or you could go somewhere else or you can get uh, out the program y- yeah exactly <laughs> but i'm i'm waiting to see any kind of current on social media as these continues there's two Two hours of it every Sunday night for like the next four Sunday nights. Um, I'm wondering if younger people will go. That's not how you get people motivated. Ooh, well, that, I wonder that, if it's on streaming because this is something I would be interested in. I, just, it, just, just uh, to, 
educate myself more. It's uh, I didn't watch it live and or rerun. I just opened up the ESPN app and, it, and everything was on demand. So, mm. and I I get it. It goes back. I mean, things have shifted a little bit because the workforce has shifted. But I don't think you can have delicate hands all the time with people. And especially, I think, really talented people. I do think that they want, at at certain times, they do want to be coached and motivated hard where they really have to reflect. Because if you just handle people with kid gloves all the time, they might not meet their potential. And also you got to keep in mind, like, once again, a non-sports person, it's entertainment. Like, Anyone can go to a basketball game and watch people dribble back and forth. Like he was a showman, you know what I mean. And sometimes that attitude and the that demeanor has to come with that quote unquote character. Yeah, I mean, look, look at look at any any successful business person, and and I hope that there are softer ones these days who aren't so callous, ruthless, and and immoral. Um, but you you got to have some of that. You've got to have that. That ferocity mm-hmm. um, to get to the very top. And what did somebody say during the documentary? There might not be anyone who ever existed who was better at their job than Michael Jordan. Like, no, right. matter, no matter what they did, Michael Jordan was better at his job than you were at your job. And somebody else said, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and I was a little bit too young, and we didn't have cable. So the first dunk competition and all that stuff... Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see uh, uh, because it was like you could only watch your local team. Um, so I saw the middle and later part of his career. But somebody said Michael Jordan could fly. And for all the NBA players we have now, none of them could fly like Jordan. And, and it's a test of the guy. Like I said, not a sports person, but you say Jordan was the first. I go 23. Like, yeah. I know. <laughs> like, I know. And I know that that stance where the – the left arm is going out with the basketball and he's doing like the splits in the air. Like those are iconic things that makes you a great, that makes you a legend. That makes you an icon. Like I'm trying to think my nephew's young. When my nephew gets older, there's a good possibility. Jordan won't be around, but I can guarantee you my nephew knows everything about Michael Jordan. And he was born in 2006. In the same way that like, we know what Chuck Taylor's are. Exactly. There will Jay Sean's kids will want Jordans, but not know Jordan. But not know who Jordan is. Absolutely. And that's a, that is a test of the iconicness of that man. You, yep. know, what's, you know what's interesting to, to, to watch in this documentary? And, you, and I, I think, too, just because, you don't, because you're not a sports person, I think you'll still enjoy it. It's fascinating to see, one, to see the styles. And it answers why my bar mitzvah suits were so big and baggy. The styles and fashion back then. <laughs> but also just how how celebrities were watched and how it's so different now because, like, we can interact. You got blocked by Aaron Carter. Not that he's a big celebrity. But right. you couldn't get close to people back then in the way that you can now. And in some ways, that makes them more iconic and more legendary than people right. today. They didn't put themselves out there. You know what I mean? Like, that, that you can, can you imagine being a tabloid reporter back in the day? You had free range to do anything because you're like, well, it's speculation. It's a rumor. I'm going to talk about it. Nowadays, you're like, you can fact check it because a bitch put it on Instagram. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you to that point. Who was your favorite sports team that you can remember the most about when you were growing up? New York Knicks. How come? 
I, for some reason, I think it's because he looks like my dad, I loved Patrick Ewing. Okay. I had a Ewing jersey. I had a New York Knicks um, starter jacket. Uh, what the hell? I had Patrick Ewing's little, like, remember when the, the you got the little figure, but you also got, like, the little baseball trading the card? The starting or lineup figures? Yes! Yeah. I had a I had a Patrick Ewing one, and then there was a Sixer one. Chamberlain? Wilt Chamberlain? He was, Chamberlain's dead now, but he was. Yeah, but yeah. He was. I had. Got him. Those are the two people I think, but like, I was in New York. You can even ask, you can call my mom without me even coaching her. She'd be like, this boy was obsessed with the New York Knicks. Did I ever watch a New York Knicks show? I mean, game? No. I just like the colors. I like the logo. Um, And for some reason, I love Patrick Ewing. And when I found out he was in Space Jam, that was my favorite movie. Even though he's only in it for like five minutes. But I was like, that's Patrick Ewing. I know him. My dad doesn't tell the story a lot because there's not an opportunity to. But I think you know by now my dad has some pretty good anecdotes to share about me being a kid. And one that I remember, and I'm happy to tell that that he probably doesn't remember as well because he hasn't told it enough. But mm-hmm. when I was a, a little boy, um, I where I wanted to go to college would change like the weather. Um, it, <laughs> like whoever was, was a highly ranked college team like for a long time like it, right now uh, like a month ago or two months ago in the late 80s early 90s the time you were talking about it, it's like i wanted to go to georgetown because mm-hmm. of patrick oh, yeah patrick ewing Dikemi mutombo alonzo morning Allen iverson but if mm-hmm. georgetown lost to syracuse that week i wanted to go to syracuse same like <laughs> do you remember the 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 like the criminally ridden miami hurricanes the football team Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of their... I'm going to mess with Are their colors green and orange? Yeah. Okay, I do remember them. You have to talk to me in colors. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, I wanted to go to Miami because that yeah. football team was so cool. And, you know, Uncle Luke and two live crew and, you know, jewelry. <laughs> yeah, when I, was, when I was like 8 to 13, I wanted to go to college based on who I enjoyed watching on TV. It's crazy because, like, I know um, you're not gay, but... <laughs> a lot of ga- <laughs> but, some people would question that, <laughs> but like a lot of people um, who are gay who are not like in these sports, but like I was that stereotypical, and it was like, why do you like that team? I was like, because I like their colors. Yeah. Like I was that per- like orange, blue, and black stood out to me. I love the New York Knicks. Now my dad always had um base blah, 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 basketball on, and I do remember watching some games, not knowing what was going on, but like. I knew who the Knicks were. Like I knew, I was like, "That's my team. That's their colors." Couldn't tell you who they were playing. I was, I was just the like, same. "Oh, that's my team." <laughs> in the in the nineties as well. Uh, I don't know what color you could say is is a hot color now. It's not discussed as much, but in mm-hmm. the in the nineties, uh, teal was a hot color. Charlotte Hornets. I yeah. knew that. Yeah. Teal and, and purple. <laughs> oh, Jeffy McGee just joined us. Hi, Jeff. Is that, is that you snoring? Oh, he's up. Oh, well, well, yeah, I'm, I'm up. I'm up. What, what, what are we doing? What are we talking about? Okay. We're talking sports, and I'm doing really good at it. Yeah, we're talking right. sports. Awesome. <laughs> Jeff, awesome. good to hear your voice. Good to hear from you guys, too. How are y'all doing today? We're, good, good, good. We're good. Floyd's naked. I'm not. <laughs> You're welcome for that visual. I, I, I will happily stay uh, refrain from uh, from uh, letting the entire world know what my clothing status is. So, as long as uh, you're but, social distancing, we're good. All right, good. yes, fair, fair enough, fair Jeff, enough. So, 
it's been it's been some time. Um, so how obviously the theater has been closed. How have you mm-hmm. been managing, and what have you been doing with free time? Basically, I've just been staying at home and trying to spend as little cash as possible. I mean, yes, the theater is closed, but also um, the paper has been uh, taken down to bare minimum as well. So I think right. just trying to make sure that I'm not uh, spending any more than absolutely necessary, basically. So, but I've been, you know, just catching up on video games and whatnot, and trying to work as much for some extra freelance work from the paper as, as possible. So, but uh, hanging in there, hanging in there. How's your uh, Floyd and I talk about it almost like every day or so. How's your unemployment situation? Uh, utterly confusing. Like I have no, like I, I yeah, have I'm having, I am having, I am having a Dickens of a time figuring. Like I figured out the the, the logistics of submitting uh, claims and whatnot, but I still have to get the uh, you know, the final paperwork filled out to set, be sent in, and I don't you know there's so much I don't understand that I'm still trying to figure out and whenever I, I, I'm sure Floyd can can relate to this mm-hmm. whenever you try and call to try and talk to somebody a human being to get uh, some guidance what you hear on that end is we're not accepting calls because of the high volume of calls everything is available on the website I'm like it, but the website is, is clear as right. mud I can't understand anything so I'm like, utterly it, yeah, and like a horrible relationship it hangs up on you real quick like it doesn't yes, even yeah. give you it doesn't give you time to like breathe like it doesn't give you time to process like due to high volumes please call at a later date click and you're like yeah uh, uh, okay <laughs> like, you know what I mean? but yeah so i i feel your pain but um jeff just to elaborate on what you said your paperwork that they when they say you have to send extra in Mm-hmm. go actually to the building and I found this out the hard way because I sent it in the mail there's like a little P.O. box right in front of there that you can drop it off in there instead of like waiting dropping it in the mail and going through the centers and maybe that'll Excellent. alleviate some stress for you but definitely drive past there's normally a box set out in the front Excellent. I believe Excellent. it's like blue so Jeff, just go there uh, thank you so very much Jeff we're echoing back um, Floyd I, I think I'm I'm okay with this are you alright with it with what? You hear an echo in your voice? Oh, you know what? I'm so used to it. You're fine. Yeah, okay. I'm good. Okay. Um, I, as long as you're, how how bad is my echo at this point? Because because I'm I don't have you on uh, the speaker or anything. It's kind of that's kind of weird. Yeah, because I have you on my headphones. So uh, that's every, odd. We're, we're we're okay. It's not as bad as usual. It's manageable. Um, and you're better. Not as than bad me. as Janet. Yeah. Ah, gotcha. It, it's like, uh, hey, uh, you know the scene in Infinity. Jeff, you've seen Infinity War, right? Way a while ago, yes. But right, remember, I, yes. The, remember the scene where Doctor Strange throws all his whips at Thanos? That's Janet with us. Okay. <laughs> Poor Jan Jan. Aww. Um, we're a week late because we had to get all this set up, but uh, we're going to go back to, to last week. Jeff, what do you have for us in the trailer game? Well, in the grand scheme of things, I think we can all agree that one thing that for the last month has united all of us, regardless of race, color, and creed, as we've dealt with this situation, has been Tiger King. Uh, We have all, (laughs) at some level, indulged in the incredible story of some incredibly weird people that happened to deal with big cats. And uh, so, in that vein, I decided we were going to look at some movies about big cats. And so, these are all films that have a big animal that is a feline in them in some way, shape, or form. Now, I think the best option we can have in terms of, like, trying to get uh, everybody... uh, 
voting and signing in in terms of like when they they think they know it. It's just maybe just shout out your name because yeah. I think, sla- I think I'm okay slapping, with that. I think slapping the table is not going to work in this yeah. environment. So, I'm not near a table. Jeff, just know, <laughs> just know that you've got two people here who are are like passively campaigning for the reboot, the reimagination, 2020 and beyond of Thundercats. Yeah, I think oh. in the grand scheme. <laughs> I'm well, so ready. That's one thing is that ultimately Thundercats is a franchise that has been they've tried to reboot that thing a bazillion times and it's never quite. That's why when when I see people, I, has anybody watched the or is the new one even out yet? The the uh, Teen Titans Go esque version of Thundercats. Um, I seen a trailer for it and I was not interested. Yeah. Well, and, and it's not aimed at it's not necessarily aimed at any adult audience, which is understandable. But uh, you know, Teen Titans Go worked wonderfully well to get those characters in front of a new audience. So hey, who knows? So I do like but, that show. But Thundercats is not in this list, so we are oh. going to yeah. So we are going to look at other movies that involve big cats. So shall we go to number one on the list? I sent you, please. Here we go. Are you alone out here? What are you doing so deep in the jungle? Don't you know what you are? I know what you are. I know where you came from. Poor sweet little goat. Floyd, 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 that's the Jungle Book. That is the Jungle Book. That was Miss Shere Khan, Scarlett Johansson. I had to that figure out where Shere that voice Khan, came Scarlett from. Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> yes. But uh, there were several other big cats and big other big assorted animals in that. Of course, uh, Shere Khan being the quintessential big cat of the evil Disney villain uh, society. So very well done, Floyd. You've got Yay, your first point. that was point. hard. Yeah, it's, yeah. That, it's like we've we've not missed any time at all. Floyd just nope. gets back to whooping my ass. Nope, nope. But well, let's see. Let's see if we can keep going on that on that track as we go to number two on the list, please. If you want to go to Vegas without me, that is totally cool. What are you talking about? Eric. Well, you're feeling stupid. Eric, your butt. what do you got? O- old school. That's not old school. No, that's oh, not no. old school. If you want to go to Vegas without me, that is totally cool. What are you talking about? Floyd, well, do you know what it is? Phil and Stu, they're your buddies, and it's your bachelor Floyd. party. Floyd. Yes, what do you got, Floyd? Uh, is, it the, the, is it the hangover? I have no idea. That is the, that yeah. is the hangover. Oh, oh is it really? Oh, yep, yeah, yes. <laughs> Never that seen is, that movie. That it's a very funny movie, and of course the big cat in that one is whose tiger? Mike Tyson. That's Mike Tyson's tiger that they find oh. in their they find Mike, Mike Tyson. Ty, they might find Mike Tyson's tiger in their bathroom after the night of debauchery. So, uh, so Eric, you were this close. You had the right I know. era. You had the right type of movie. You just said the wrong title. So. Yeah. All right, so Floyd 2, Eric, nothing so far. As we go to number three on the list, please. One Kung Fu master. Floyd. Let's get started. Floyd, what do you got? Kung Fu Panda. Jeez, I'm crow. I mean, <laughs> it didn't take... All you needed was the word Kung Fu and you're done. But I'm of course, a kindergarten Kung, teacher. Kung Fu, Pan, <laughs> Kung Fu Panda featured a Kung Fu tiger played by... Do you remember this one? Billy Bob Thornton. I have no idea. That was Jackie Chan. Uh, that's, oh. about as far, that's about as far from Billy Bob Thornton as you can get. Uh, so. okay. <laughs> All right, so Floyd, three. Eric, are you just going to try and crack the, the board here at some point and see if you can make it here? i got to make gonna... sure all the, all the we're recording correctly and all that stuff. So <laughs> Yeah, just keep okay. telling yourself that. Number, all number right. four? Number four, please. Everything you see. Floyd. Floyd. That's the Lion King. 
That's the Lion King, and specifically the Lion King reboot from last year. Very well done. I so did know that one. Yeah, <laughs> well, then why didn't you say something? If I... you knew it, you do know the point of this game is to let us and know when you know something. And your name is easy to say. <laughs> All right. Mine has two syllables. Yours has right. one. Let's see if Eric can at least get on the board here. Let's go to number five, five on the list, please. And who might you be? If you please... Floyd. Eric. Dorothy. Okay, uh, that Floyd, was Floyd. Floyd, you were in first, but I'm gonna give it give it to Eric because you've already won for the week. So let's let's the give Wizard a Wizard of Oz. Let's give a pity he hates point that here. movie. He's afraid of that movie. Yeah, he, that is the Wizard of Oz, and that and the big cat in that one of, would of course be Cowardly Dorothy. Lion. The Cowardly oh. Lion. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, but and and of course the famous line: "Lions and tigers and bears, oh my!" So let's do, let's let's finish it up and see if we can get Erica point. That's not a pity point. Let's go to number six on the list, please. Welcome to the Central Park Zoo. Floyd. Most Floyd, what you got? That's Madagascar. That is Madagascar. Very well done. I didn't know if anybody would remember that one. And Madagascar featured the lion, voiced by. Ben Stiller. That was Ben Stiller's lion. Very well done. So, all right. So, Eric, you still have one opportunity here, and this is the, this may be the most obscure of them all. But in terms of like the movie itself, but the characters everybody knows. So, number seven, please. Walt Disney Pictures presents an all-new animated motion picture. Hiya, buddy pair. <laughs> the... I've got a mama. Don't you have a Floyd? Floyd. Too? What you got, Floyd? Is that Winnie the Pooh, the Huffalot movie? No, but oh. it's close. Oh, Eric, do you know the? Do you know the? Do you know what this one is? It's far too dangerous to go out there now. Oh, I know what it is now. I got you, Eric. If you need a lifeline, do I don't know do you, what it is. Wait, go ahead and tell him, Floyd. It's it's the Tigger movie, not Winnie the, the Pooh. The Tigger movie. It, it was still. It was still Tigger. Tigger had a movie, believe it or not, and it was called imaginatively. The Tigger movie. So, <laughs> so, and of course, Tigger is not technically a tiger, but he's close enough. So, let's go. So, but very well done, Floyd. You've kept, of all the tropes that you can keep going on this show, you've kept the fact that you are, in fact, still winning at the trailer game at all hours. So, very well done. So, I think uh, you would, I think you, what you just could have just said is, Floyd, you're the GOAT. I yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty much. We're just going to have to keep trying until we find a subject matter that Eric can beat you at. One so. day there will be a doc- Documentary about Floyd's greatness in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's trending on Twitter, Floyd. Um, a couple of last things, Jeff. It's good to hear your voice again. Uh, if you've got any streaming thing to throw out there, sit on that. But maybe you can explain like Jackbox stuff uh, to give people some something extra to do at home while they're bored. Sure thing. Uh, I've actually been doing a few different uh, nights of playing with my friends, and it's worked very well streaming online. For those of you who don't know of the Jackbox games, these are a series of games made by the creators of You Don't Know Jack. If you remember that trivia game from the 90s, it was a lot of fun where you just really irreverent trivia and these guys have started to make a bunch of games that are more designed to be party games and all of them are set up through an online server that you connect to through your phone or tablet or any internet connected device and so you don't have to download an app or anything to play them you just have to log into the website and anybody can play them and you can play them you know with friends all over the country I set up these things where my friends and I would play and I'm here in Toledo obviously and my friends are in uh, Los Angeles or Tennessee and we just all get together and it's like we're all just sitting around a table playing these miscellaneous 
fun party games that are that do, you know in many cases don't require any trivia knowledge or anything. Mm. And you know there there's a lot of these like, really fun games. Just if you just go to any like PS4, Xbox, Street Steam, even some of them are available on like uh, on your phone if you just look it up on your app store. Just look up Jackbox, all one word. There are six different varieties of these things. Uh, they usually are on sale, so they're so if you keep your eye out, they're usually not too expensive. And you can find all sorts of variety of fun that you can have a chance to get together with friends in a tough time and just sit around and play some games, just like you were have, hosting a game night at home. It's it's really a tremendous amount of fun. Is this uh, what Bethany was talking about last week when she said she was on her computer and phone? Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I. And I okay. keep invite and I keep inviting a couple of people in this conversation to said parties, but a couple of people just keep not being available. So maybe this weekend? Question mark. Said person is raising their hand. He did not understand what was. You can ask Eric. I was utterly confused when he was. <laughs> Eric, was I not confused when you were explaining it to me? I was like, huh? How does this work? And then Bethany was like, No, you get on the computer and you get on your phone. I said at the same time. Yeah. So I was well, confused. Traditionally, <laughs> traditionally you just watch on a TV, but as a result of me being on my PS4, I just stream it to YouTube, and everybody can watch on that as though you were watching it on my TV, and then we just all play on our phones, so. Yeah, it's, it's not nearly as hard as you think. Jeff, any no. streaming things you want to hit quickly? I want to get a couple of things really quick. Here's some great stuff that's out there. If you've never seen, one of my favorite movies of the past 20 years uh, is available for streaming on Netflix now, Minority Report, which is yes. the action movie. Mm. The action movie with Tom Cruise, directed by Steven Spielberg. It's an amazingly entertaining uh, future sci-fi detective movie and it's tremendously fun you should check that out and if you want to go back in a little bit of uh obvious it's obvious why these are all up there right now because it's it would have been the time that the new one would have come out but if you want to go on a trip down uh nostalgia lane every james bond pre daniel craig is now on amazon prime so (laughs) so if you want to have like the most epic of all marathons you can just sit there and watch everything from dr no on and just have the best time revisiting some of the classics action movies of all time i would just watch golden eye over and over and that was my (laughs) favorite movie when i was like a preteen entering teenage youth and and i will say to I still of the um, of the belief that other than Connery, Pierce Brosnan is the best James Bond, and I will st- I will stick I will stand up for that line of thought. Thank you very much. So I will sign it with you. Thank you, thank you very much. Please. Awesome, Jeff. Good to hear your voice again. We'll uh, I think we can do this again next week. We've we've figured out how we can get this done. So thank you. Thank you so very much for having me. Thanks, Jeff. Um, Yay, Floyd. Anything to wrap up with? No, today was fun. We, it, this hour goes by so quick. I know. I, I go, look at that. So we're doing now, I'd say, like 80% of what we normally do when we're on the air as far as, like, length of content. Hopefully most of it's good. But um, as I showed you yesterday, people are uh, people are still finding it. So we want to thank them for finding the podcast. I sent it to, like, three – sorry to cut you off. I sent it to, like, three or four people yesterday. So I, well, I, uh, The podcast or that graphic? No, the link. Okay, awesome. Because yeah. um, that's the universal link, right? Like once they have that link, they can just still click it. I yeah. got to do it every time. Yeah. Told you, I'm. I think I'm tech savvy, but lo and behold, I'm 36, going on 87. Yesterday, I called when I, I called my dad as I do every day, and I, I said we were talking about his iPad. I said, Dad, do you have a library card? He said, Yeah, of course I do, but they're closed. <laughs> 
And then I, I, I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you about Hoopla or Libby or, or the local library system where all you have to do is plug in your library card number and get free downloads. Um, I said, I'm not even going to tell you about that. My poor nephew. And I'm only, and the reason why I laughed inside is because, like I said, my nephew, he had to get a book or something. And the teacher said, he, the, um, his teacher named all those apps and stuff. And I remember my mom, before we like we were all distance and stuff, she goes, where's this Hoopla store at? And I just go, my son, if you can get it on your phone. She goes, no, I don't want to order it to the store. I don't want to go to the store and actually get it. And I go, oh, Donna, Donna, it's, it's an app. It's an app in the store. It's not an actual store. And right. she was just like, poor, we love our parents. But like you, I was like, man, why did I have to be the one to break this down to her? I'm not even a parent. I, I I just talked about it for like a, a second. I gave him the, the elevator pitch, and I was like, "You're just gonna have to ask Tracy to teach you." That's Paul's, that's Paul's fiance. I'm like, she's the one that started all this, so she can teach you if you're interested. You sound like me and my sister. Like I always text my sister, "She's your mother today." She goes, "Uh, what do I got to explain?" Or like my sister does it to me. She goes, "She's your mother today." I'm like, "Uh, what do I have to explain to her now?" And she's always like, "For her, stop sharing these fake ass articles." I'm like. I got this. Say no more. So now my mom sends me articles, and I have to proof them. I'm like, don't post that. Yeah. <laughs> it's I can I'll screenshot it. Like it's her last text messages is like five articles. I'm like, you can post that one. Don't post the third two. I mean the second two. Don't do that. The day my dad starts sharing stuff like that is the day where I'm <laughs> I'm willing to not be here anymore. Uh, it's right, gonna go, happen. Go get dressed. I'll talk to you later today. Yes, um, do you want to meet up sometime? You can text me that later. No one needs to know this. <laughs> Perhaps, Hello? yes. Perhaps. Hey, just text me. I ain't got shit to do. All Bye. Right. Bye.